What's going on? Thanks for joining us on the Sharp Angle Podcast. Special thanks to Better Edge. Online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Vig free betting. We always talk about that with Better Edge. You can make so much more money by betting vig free. That's awesome. We always talk about that. Sign up to use vig free betting. But the other part that we don't often talk about is the tournaments and competitions. It's awesome. If you think that you can test your your knowledge, test your wits of pro football, college football, we got hockey, NBA coming up, check out some of their tournaments and competitions. It's so fun. Get in a pool of people, see how you do in a group of your peers, and you can make a lot of money. And, and that's the thing about Better Edge is, yes, they have tournaments and competitions. Yes, you can bet single games. Yes, you can bet big free. And you can connect with your friends. It's a social platform where you can make a, prof- a profile and follow your buddies. It's so much fun. You can make a ton of money and you can bet big free. Online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Use promo code SHARP when signing up. Again, betteredge.com. Promo code SHARP. Also want to thank the bookie online, thebookie.co. The bookie, your sharp sports betting friend that sends you an email each day full of free picks, tips, tools, and strategies you need to know for the day's games. Check them out online, thebookie.co. What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday. Today is October... What's today? October 5th, 10-5. Happy 10-5. Happy Tuesday, everybody out there. It's time for a little Concept Tuesday. Thanks for joining the show. All right, so on Tuesdays, we do a little dive into a different concept for sports betting. Today, what we're going to do is uh, play back an episode from about six months ago. Now, actually, I got a text message this uh, weekend from a buddy of mine who just got into sports betting and said, you know, hey, I want to listen to the podcast. I'm brand new. And I kind of thought about that. And it reminded me that for this show, I always have new listeners joining, new people who may not know a lot about sports betting. And so it's 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 good to kind of take a step back and, and play some Concept Tuesdays or some other shows back that we haven't talked about in a while. This show that we're going to play back today is all about parlays. Now, I know all of you out there, if you've made a bet before, if you know how to bet in a sports book, you get suckered in by these parlays, right? You can make a 10-team parlay, bet 10 bucks and win 1,000. So on today's show, we'll talk about parlays, the good, the bad, when you should make them, and more importantly, when you shouldn't. So enjoy today's show. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. All right, so all about parlays on today's show. So let's start off by talking about what exactly is a parlay, okay? Because obviously we all know a parlay is where you string together individual games and every single one of them have to win for us to win our parlay. If we make an eight-team parlay and seven of our eight teams win and one loses, we lose everything. So a parlay is stringing games together, but they all have to win. Now, the biggest misconception that I always hear is that parlays give you more money than than t- than betting singles would give you back, right? People think there's an advantage to betting parlays. And everyone who I tell this next fact to seems to be in awe the first time they hear it. And most people don't believe me. <laughs> I've kind of like, you know, get pen and paper out and show people this what what parlays actually are. Parlays don't give you any more money back. You know, like I said, people think that it gives you maybe a couple percentage back. And when you see something like maybe a four team parlay where 20 bucks wins 200, 
you may think there's some incentive to making the parlay. When in reality, in all actuality, what's really only happening is a parlay takes your initial bet amount and win- and rolls over everything if it happens to win. So let's say you have a four-team parlay. You know what? Let's make this actually easier math. Let's say you have a two-team parlay. Both are even money bets. So not minus 110, not minus 150. Both bets are even money and you make a two-team parlay. Well, that two-team parlay will pay plus 300, okay? Here's the math on that. The first bet that you make, and let's say you put $100 down, okay? You start off with $100 on a two-team parlay and both legs of the parlay are even money. You put down 100, the first leg of the parlay wins, well, now you've won $100. So you have a total of 200, the 100 you bet and the 100 you won. What a parlay does is it rolls over all 200 onto the second leg of the parlay. So now you effectively have $200 on the second leg of your parlay. What the parlay has done has not added any incentive. It's not added any money. All it's done is take uh, taken all your winnings from one game and rolled it over to the next game. And if you win that next game, that $200 will win 200. So you'll have a total of $400, the 100 you started with and the 300 you won. Well, do you want to know what a two-team parlay, even money for both legs pays? Plus 300. You start off with 100 you bet, you win 300. So in both scenarios, whether you made the parlay or you made each game individually and rolled over all your winnings, you walk away with exactly $400. There is no incentive to make in the parlay. That's why I always tell people, unless there's a reason to make a parlay, and the two reasons are the games are happening at the same time, or there's correlation, okay? We see this sometimes in the NFL Week 17, where if one team loses another team who plays later in the day will already be guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. Those are correlated. So what you can often do is say, you know, you can tie together if the first team loses, then I think the second team also has a chance of not covering because they won't be playing their starters, won't be motivated, so on and so forth. So when you get two things that are actually correlated, you can make a parlay. There's an advantage there. Or If games are going on at the same time and you want to implement the strategy of rolling over winnings from one game to another, then you can make the parlay. But it's crucially important that you guys understand parlays don't have any incentive. They don't add any money. If anything, once you start getting up to four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten team parlays, most websites actually diminish your return. So if you would have made all seven, eight, nine, ten bets individually and rolled the money over, you'd actually walk away with more money than some of these books offer for parlays. So keep in mind that's the most important thing. Understanding that a parlay, all it does is roll over money from one game to the next if you happen to win. If you lose that first leg of a parlay, if you have a 10-team parlay and the first leg loses, you lose the bet, right? You lose all the money. But if you have $10 to win 1000 on a 10-team parlay, by time the first nine games hit and you're waiting to watch that 10th game, that ten it's not a $10 bet anymore. It's probably closer to a $600 bet. That's what people fail to realize. What you're doing by parlays All you're doing is increasing your risk profile. Well, not really. You're keeping your risk profile the same, but you're increasing the theoretical amount you're wagering every time one of your parlay, every time one of your legs of a parlay hits. So if you have a four-team parlay, 20 bucks to win 200, 
and you've won the first three and you're waiting on that fourth game, you don't have a $20 bet to win 200. You have probably a $130 bet to win 200. You see? So every time you, every leg of a parlay you win, you're betting more and more money on the next game. That's essentially what you're doing. Or you gave the sports books the right to do that for you. That's all a parlay is. No extra incentives. No extra reason to make a parlay. So you may ask yourself, okay, if that's the case, why are so many people making parlays? And that's exactly what I find myself asking all the time. (laughs) And really, when you do a little bit of homework, and not in terms of sports betting, but more neurology and how human beings work. I've been reading a ton of books lately on how to change habits, how to restructure your brain to think a different way. And what's really interesting in these books I'm reading, there's a lot about neurology, how the brain works, and how human beings work. And when you start to understand how humans are wired to detect rewards, parlays actually start to make a lot more sense. Now, stay with me here, because on today's show, we will talk a little neurology, and we will talk a little math. And I know those two things can be boring for a lot of people, but it's important when we're talking about why people make parlays. And actually, it's really important because if you guys identify this and know what's happening, maybe this can save you money in the near future. So it's interesting. Human beings are wired to detect rewards more than the pleasure of getting the reward actually brings you. There was an interesting study done on uh, cigarette smokers. And what they found is that when they hooked these cigarette smokers up and, and read their brain waves, their brains in the places where rewards, pleasure, in, in the places where those lit up, those areas were actually 90% more active before they smoked a cigarette. In other words, the anticipation of the outcome is biologically a much, much stronger response than what our brains actually do when we get that reward. So when, again, for this study, you know, these smokers, they thought about a cigarette, they said they could have a cigarette in five minutes, and their mouths pretty much started watering. But when they actually smoked a cigarette, what they found is that the brain didn't really care all that much. It was more the anticipation of the reward than the actual reward. And that's what dopamine is. Okay, Do- People think that dopamine plays a part in a- being a reward. It's like a reward chemical when it's actually the other way around. Uh, the main role of dopamine is to get us excited for what we're about to do. Eat, sleep, drink, smoke, exercise, go to bed early. Pretty much every decision we make in life is driven off of dopamine. And again, I know this is getting a little out there, a little, you know, sciencey, whatever. But there was another study this book talked about, and they did a study on mice. And what they found is when they put electrodes in the mice brain and the mice's brains, and they shut off dopamine, these mouses had no will to live. It was bizarre. Now, when they tasted sugar water or sugar, things like that, they still liked it, but they had no desire to go get it. Okay. So dopamine and and the way humans work, which you kind of understand if if, if our whole, pretty much the whole time humans have been around, it's all been about getting things, finding rewards, finding food, things like that. It's much more about driving us to do that than the actual reward, okay? So how does this, you may say, okay, Tyler, that's all great and everything, but what does this all mean? What does it all mean, Basil? Well, this all ties back into parlays and how parlays take advantage of us because they exaggerate the ease in which people can make that money and they feed off of that initial dopamine spike because whenever someone sees oh my god i only have to bet ten dollars to win 200 
because we see it, because it's so important what we see as humans, because we're anticipating the reward more than the reward will actually give us, we think, oh my gosh, and our brains start going crazy, okay? We think that we've found some kind of a reward because we only have to bet a little bit to win all this money. When we really fail to see the true math behind any of it, we're all just kind of being tricked here. We're all being a mouse in an experiment because we see the parlay, we see the amount, our dopamine goes off, our brain says, oh my goodness, we can get this reward, and you make the bet. When in reality, sports books have held 33% more on every bet in Las Vegas, the last 10 years on parlays. Again, the last 10 years in Vegas, if you separate parlays and single bets, Vegas has made 33% more per parlay bet than singles. The books love when you make parlays. They love taking advantage of this biological mechanism that humans have. So how do we beat this? How do we understand not to make these bets? Well, maybe... If we talk about some math, and I know we've gone from science to math here, but if we talk a little math and you guys understand the true math of a parlay, maybe, maybe you'll be able to cancel that feeling next time. You'll be able to say, overcome that urge and say, no, the $10 bet to win 1000 actually is not a good bet, even though I'm only losing $10, okay? So that's the first thing, is I think people make a huge mistake when they say things like this. Hey, it's only a $20 bet. If I win, I make 200, but it's only 20 bucks because you fail to realize how much worse that bet really is. Now, here's the math for it, okay? The main mistake that people make again is when they say, eh, it's only 20 bucks, only 10 bucks, who cares? Now, in this example, we're going to use a parlay that is a four-team parlay, okay? So it's a four-team parlay where you bet 20 to win 200. Now, usually for a four-team parlay minus 110, it's about 11 to 1, not 10 to 1. But for the sake of math, for the sake of keeping things easy and kind of easy to follow on the podcast, we'll make it. We'll, we'll make all these numbers rounded and easy to, to digest. So in our example, there's a $20 parlay to win 200, right? With the implied odds, obviously, of 10 to 1. 20 wins 200. So again, the implied odds or the implied true odds, what they're paying you out is 10 to 1. So mathematically speaking, if you hit this bet one out of 10 times, you'll break even. It's a risk-free bet. It's like betting a better edge. You can make a bet risk-free knowing, yeah, it's not a bad deal because worst case over the course of me making this 10 times, I'll win once, I'll make my money back. So that's how the house pays out. When in all reality, your true odds are much, much closer to 12 to 1. So what that means, and, and you may say that's not a huge difference. They're paying me as if it's 10 to 1 and my true odds are 12 to 1. What's the big deal? Well, here's what that means. Every $20 you spend, and when I say you, I'm just going to, actually, I'm going to say the average better. <laughs> I'm not going to demean anybody here. So every $20 the average better spends, they're expected to lose more than $7 on this parlay. Okay? So your EV is negative $7. Think about that. You bet one $20 parlay. Your expected outcome is to lose $7 every time you make that bet. That's crazy. If you were to make a single bet and to put that $20 on one individual game, your expected losses would go from $7 down to 80 cents. So maybe individually, 
you have a decent shot of actually hitting a game or two. And individually, if you make all four of those games as single bets, that 80 cents turns into $3.20. So now, if you make all four individual bets, your expected loss is $3.20. If you put those in a parlay, your expected losses are now $7. That's more than double, okay? So you start seeing every dollar you spend, you're expected to lose about twice as much when you make a parlay in this scenario. And if you would make those individually, you still don't have a great chance of winning in the long term because average bettors win about 50% of their bets, but your EV goes way up. It skyrockets. It's not even close. So by by combining the games, your expected outcome or expected value when you total everything up it's, all, it's not twice as bad. It's almost nine times worse for making the parlay. Okay? Nine times worse. Because obviously, every $20 you spend on the parlay, you're expected to lose seven bucks. Every $20 you spend individually, you're expected to lose 80 cents. That's about nine times, about a 900% increase in risk by making the parlay. So, parlays are not great because they pay you back far less than they expect you to win over the long run. Now, sticking with that math, parlays aren't always bad. I know professionals who make parlays quite often. And here's the math on a two-team parlay where it's actually good to make it. It's when you have an edge individually. So if you have a big enough edge on each game, parlays actually aren't a bad deal. So if I hit, and let's stick with minus 110 sports right now, okay? So just minus 110 games. If I win, which is probably pretty accurate, if I'm winning about 57.5% of my games, my odds of hitting a two-team parlay are about 33%. The average sports better who hits about 50% of their games, the odds of them hitting a two-team parlay are about 25%. So my odds of hitting a parlay, 33%. The average better odds of hitting a parlay, 25%. That's a big difference because of the parlay payout. What do parlays pay out in terms of implied odds? 27.8%. Let's round up 28%. So sports books pay out as if you'll win 28% of the time, when in all reality, most of you listening will win 25% of the time. That's a 3% edge for the house. That's a big edge. You want to know what the house hedge is in blackjack? It's about 0.5%. So for the house to have a 3% edge over you in this parlay, they'll take that every single day. But let's go back to the 27% or the 28% because the house pays out as if you win 28% of the time. However, my win rate for a, for a parlay with this would be 33%, meaning I have a 5% edge over the house. So think about that. You and I, or me and the average sports better, or any professional hitting 57, 58% of their games and the average sports better, sit down and they both make a parlay. The house now has a 3% edge over the average sports better, and I have a 5% edge over the house. That's all because of the expected win rate. When you're good individually, when you're winning 56, 57, 58% of your games, then parlays actually, they make some sense. 
If you put parlays together in the right way, parlays can still be profitable, but it's all about your overall win percentage because the average better out there wins about 50% of the time. And if you're listening and you're going, eh, not me, Tyler, I'm 55%. My, my advice to you is if you really believe what you're saying, and you really think you can go 55% over the course of a long run, which means one, two, five, 10 years, quit your job because that's a license to print money. Okay. If you can really go 55%, 56% consistently, habitually, I don't know what you're doing still working your day job. And that's how these parlays work is if you guys really think you have that edge, make these parlays because you will end up making money. But for the average better out there, it's just not worth it. And we think it is. We The average person sees, oh my gosh, I have to win 10. I have to risk 10 to win a thousand. But like I said, if you have a 10 team parlay and you risk 10 to win a thousand by that last leg of a parlay, if you're nine and oh, you're telling me you wouldn't want to cash out 600 bucks. <laughs> Most people would. But that's not how we operate. That's not how a lot of people think. They just want to make that $10 bet and let it ride. That's their action for the weekend. Parlays aren't the worst thing ever, as long as you understand the math that goes into them and how truly bad of a bet they can really be. You know, when you understand what's going on, when you understand what you're doing, parlays should usually be avoided. All right. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Stay tuned because we're about to record our Premier League Wednesday show. So we'll talk to you then on The Sharp Angle. 